0: blu-rays oh, um fuck um
1: blu-rays uh yeah so <laughs> why Jesus is my man. mic's
0: my
2: mic is
1: so sensitive so yeah i just got done with uh oh what's this oh well yeah spencer just got home from seeing a film in imax i didn't realize he saw it in imax
2: ooh that must have looked great wait in
1: okay IMAX. your ticket was only twelve twenty. 1220... Yeah. dude do you know how much an imax ticket is for me down here 22 dollars I think it's like twenty five dollars. Have been watching a lot of MasterChef though. Um Back to Win? Yeah, back to Win. I, I, I took today, honestly, like today my car was in the shop. I got it back, it's fine by the way. Um no longer a safety hazard. But uh Yeah, so I, I was watching Master Chef all wrapped up in my fleece blanket with my cat, so I'm all caught up now. Um but it wasn't Master Chef Jr., which I much, much prefer.
0: Well, probably not anymore. Yeah. After you destroyed my 4K TV because of MasterChef Junior. Right. I mean... Fact. It wasn't because of the show. It was because
1: of the result of the show. Which I which is I was show. already... Which is, you know, what kind of the show was leading up to, regardless the entire season. But, yeah. Um, I don't even remember the name of the person who won, but it wasn't the one that I wanted to win. And I that's why... I think it was TV Leah. Leah. Le- Leah. Leah. Lea. She, she was... Really good, and honestly, to be fair, I—if you would go back in our text messages because we texted throughout the season—I told him like the exact order of how I thought people were going to go home, and I was pretty pretty darn close. You were spot I did... in
0: the final two, I think. Yeah, you got that, pretty, greasy, yeah. In the um, but. I mean, yeah. For those uh, listening, you can go to our Instagram and go to our latest post and see the aftermath of the results of MasterChef Junior, the winner. Uh, because we wanted Grayson to win. I mean, Grayson was a was a wonderful little well, chef. Well, that's a big spoiler.
1: It wasn't gonna. Okay, well, now we but, we literally you know, just said that she won, it but, but it's MasterChef Junior. It's not stand by me.
0: And man. in the reveal that Leo was indeed the winner of MasterChef Junior, John proceeded to throw a smart water bottle uh, at my TV, and it cracked it. It's kind of ruining ironic, it's the a right smart side water. of the TV, and. Uh, we had to bring it down to the trash room, we went to Walmart, and you bought me a brand new Samsung 4K TV that is honestly better than the previous one, so... It's a great <laughs> TV, honestly.
1: I, I really want to upgrade yeah. mine, but I don't want to have to break it to do so, you know? Because I thought it that worked, obviously. You have to, to resort have to, to break that, it.
0: though. I mean, to really push you over the edge. All you need is just a little bit of technology to break down, and then you'll go out and buy the, the newest version the next day.
1: Whenever I have any disposable income, something has to happen <laughs> where I no longer have disposable income. You know what I mean? Like...
0: that's just exactly how it
1: is and it just happened to happen like three hours before my flight i'm like well we better do this now we better do this right now (laughs) then i have to fucking go home
0: yeah but uh, my 4k tv breaking wasn't the only tragedy that happened when you guys all came and visited um nate
1: oh man do you have them back do you have all your blu-rays back
0: that you lost that got stolen or just missing who knows but they're gone did you get them back aliens perhaps aliens were involved
2: Many sleepless nights, many tears have been shed. Many People of those died. you remember those like cinematic shower shots where a depre- a depressed person's just in a fetal position oh, and the water's small- Yeah. That's just me. Many day, of yeah. those. Many of those. Officially, all of the movies are back. <laughs> Let's go. I went out and rebought every fucking one. <laughs> so Nate, what, I want you what to what know what movies
0: were gone. What movies were missing <laughs> out of out of this uh collection all right, all right, all
2: right. so i lost uh the a blu-ray of a movie called high noon x that new horror movie that i had just bought in the day previous mm-hmm. so i was kind of pissed about that Brand new um
1: i think how we got to watch it yeah first oh man
2: the, uh the circus my charlie chaplin criterion mm-hmm. um <laughs> just hearing that,
0: that? <laughs> Oh, so red painful. rocket
2: Red Rocket, that Sean Baker movie that came out last year. Um...
1: There was one Studio Ghibli, wasn't there? Ponyo. Ponyo. Yeah, that's the one I remember.
2: You know, some we're gonna grow up someday and we're just all gonna meet up in like new york city somewhere and there's gonna be a homeless guy in the corner selling blu-rays and those are the only five <laughs> he's gonna have and i'm gonna walk up to him and be like how'd you get these and he's gonna take off running and
1: yeah i'm no, gonna chase
2: sounds... him and he's gonna be like oh i worked at the log cabin and we'll be like ha we knew it <laughs> <laughs>
1: the place you... that has like six employees that i know very well i'm Let's like
0: fucking go. Hmm. two get twin in beds and an air
1: mattress there's very few people in this world that would actively go out and rebuy every movie within a matter of a month.
0: Let alone 48 hours after it happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, very soon after. It like was just, just
2: less than 100 bucks. That's not, I mean, okay, that's not horrible. It's because of and my OCD. Terrible. If I don't have it and I know I had it at one point, I feel so incomplete that I was just like, the next paycheck is going to completely go.
1: But, Nate, I did want to reveal something on the show before we get into Collector's Corner, if that's okay, because. You're a woman. As, um. Shit. Well, <laughs> no. Um, as you know, it is the semi annual sale at Victoria. I mean, uh. uh Barnes and Noble <gasps> right now. So.
2: You're not going to. You're not going to drop something on me, are you? Like.
1: I might. What's happening <clears> now? <throat> yes. I will figuratively drop something on you not physically but i did buy one criterion okay uh it's a film i've seen before a film you showed to me in college
0: one second i gotta take a phone call i'll be right back that's
1: fine um and nate this film is from the early 90s how else can i not give it away really easily
2: on criterion
1: it's on criterion is
2: it a relatively new release or is it an older release like what's the spine number
1: Oh, um, hold on one moment here. The Princess Bride? No, I almost got that one as well though. I think but that the only like reason I didn't get that is because I it wasn't like it wouldn't look the same on the shelf as everything else because it's that little booklet which I like, but it doesn't no go with everything else.
2: Did you just buy Silence of the Lambs on Criterion?
1: Yeah, I did. Here. Ooh yeah! Oh, one of the <laughs> is perfect thirteen. Spy number thirteen. Yeah, wow. Okay, so this is a very early one then.
2: Yeah, because it was in like the DVD, and I believe it was in the Criterion Laserdisc collection, and so oh, that's man. why it was so early on. But no, I'm I couldn't glad see you in the classroom, Like, there's
1: that. only two numbers there. No, that's that's one of the very early on ones.
2: If you yeah. love Silence of the Lambs like I do, this is the definitive edition.
1: Like movie, dude. Oh man. Whoa, yeah. I'm six to midnight right now. Yeah, Hello. I'm
2: three ten to Yuma right now.
0: Um. <laughs> just just to uh, piggyback that onto mean? that criterion discussion, I don't know where you guys left off, mm. but uh Nate, do you do you plan on going back for another haul or do you think you're just gonna wait for November, call it good with what you got?
2: Part of me wants to just say fuck it. Oh, but then again, I don't really have the money right now, so I may just wait till November. Um but I got six titles during the last haul, so that's still a decent pickup for July. And I might Pick up one or two online and just order them that way because two-hour drive there and back isn't the most practical way to Criterion hunt, but you know it's 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 an addiction. I mean, yeah. you could literally go
1: on Amazon. I saw these on Amazon for less than twenty dollars right now. I yeah, did see
0: ninety-nine.
1: That's great. Like, just do that. I did see I, the
2: worst person in the world <laughs> is on there for like fifteen on Blu-ray, so I might do that.
1: I kind of like Ooh, the cover. Oh, look at there that! It is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this is the fourth. I was character. trying to. I, I love the raging bull. I was trying to get the uh, blues warmest color too. I mean, that would be the other one I would probably
0: go after. So I've never seen it, but really it's in the lesbian wow. scene. Okay. But that's it.
1: it it's it, there's a lot of lesbian scenes. The whole film is a lesbian scene. <laughs> it's great. I really liked it. Um, <laughs> okay, a <we're> very different. <laughs> yeah, coming it's a great love story too. The
0: one we're talking about today. Um, very different yeah
1: it'd be a fun double feature i think yeah, yeah and we have <clears throat> to do
0: yeah not as much coming as well um so <sighs> <Don't. laughs> sorry wow ding. Oh, yeah ding dong yeah um yeah we're back yeah. to nate's collection we're actually kind of switching up the order because we did have a long lost episode that was Chaplin. uh my audio got fucked up but i switched out a cable and that seems to be doing the trick uh so so far no
1: no problems but that regardless we're back but you'll never know our thoughts on Chaplin
0: never the Robert Downey Jr. movie but just know that Nate loves Chaplin enough to buy the the movie twice on Criterion Um, oh yeah (laughs) but (laughs) God I hate people (laughs) we're back to your picks and you decided to go with uh, probably one of your favorite films of all time if I do say so myself because you talk about it all the time I think you introduced it to me I don't know if I had seen it all the way through before we watched it all together in college in the dorm Um, but it is stand by me Why'd you pick this? Why did I pick this? Because it's
2: one of the greatest movies ever. I still remember when I got the first DVD. It was one of the first DVDs that I owned, one of my first coasters. And <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and yes. like
1: make sure you acknowledge that. Yep,
2: it's just the iconic cover. It's the epitome of coming of age movies, like literally. Like there's other ones Breakfast Club, um Dazed and Confused, my Times, yeah, the, Te- yep, the to
1: do list,
2: uh to do list, Spectacular 17. Now. All Obviously,
1: of those yeah. Faults in our Stars, Paper Towns. Okay, you're pushing it. Anything um, John Green, John, um, mute you. um Holiday <laughs> t- the to do list. Kissing booth two.
2: But Kissing
0: Booth Three <laughs>
2: I would Three I would seven. say above all of those this one stands alone. Ha, get it? Um
0: <laughs> nope. Um
2: Sorry. but yeah, we'll no I it's been forever like since I'd seen it and just rewatching it and just experiencing what it's like to be a kid during this time. It's just it's it's unmatched and I don't know if a movie like this is ever going to be made again. There will be Many imitators, but there's only one original, and it's the best.
0: They definitely try to make this movie again. I mean, you've seen it kind of emulated in different movies, like The Kings of Summer. Do you remember that movie? Where they all kind of go off into the woods. That kind of reminds me of it a little bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's another really dark and disturbing version of this kind of movie with, um, I think it's like Something Creek, Mean Creek, with Josh Peck. John, you and I watched that movie one time. These kids were on a raft. Mean
1: Creek? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, like, it's like those, like, kind of like childhood coming of age movies with some dark themes. Because, I mean, all these kids are going through shit. And I think that's why this movie kind of still, like, stands the test of time. Because it's a very relatable kind of film even though it takes place in the 50s and stuff but just like the camaraderie of like friendship and everything and going off and having an adventure when you're 12 years old and stuff like that um, there's a certain relatability to this that's, uh, to this film that most other films don't have but John had you seen this movie before I mean know we all watched it the DLC but before then had you seen it
1: no that that was the one and only time I I had seen it until uh, a couple nights ago okay so I because I remember I just I always known about the movie. It was just one of those movies that for some reason never got around to watching it and uh you know Nate Nate made that happen. It was the same night where uh I think I don't know, we were drinking, watched Stand by Me, and then we, we pulled the uh the Tim and Eric thing and was like, You want to watch it again?
0: <laughs> like, okay, I that? need can I clarify this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: sure. John,
2: you did not watch it with me the second no,
1: time. No, I, I did not. You left I thought, first. in my head I did but uh i think i watched some of it a second time oh. around cuz it's only an hour and 29 minutes so like it's 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 less than the length of avengers endgame if you watch it twice <laughs> so literally mm-hmm. you could <laughs> you could watch it twice and it doesn't really feel like you lost that much of your life and you'll probably like yourself more because of it
0: definitely i did that with the longest yeah. yard one time the adam sandler film i don't know why i just did jesus um, christ I Man, almost just blew snot out of Spencer. my nose. When said that. <laughs> we, don't <have laughs> we, we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. We can talk about it. I don't think it's I've like ever seen that. Doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Hmm.
1: But yeah. no. But I. It's. Uh. I think it's a timeless film. It's. It's a movie that takes place in Maine, as do all of Stephen King's stories. So there's an instant bit of nostalgia. It does take place in Maine. It
0: doesn't because. And I read you know, this in the IMDb it does. trivia. Because they're in Castle no, Rock. But, well, but yes, Castle state. Rock is like a Stephen King fictional main town but no because the screenwriter of this film misinterpreted Portland as in Portland Oregon even though it was Portland Maine because other main towns are referenced in this film idiot. like we have Durham mm-hmm. we have the Royal River uh we have Portland obviously um and there was one other main town that was referenced but i think it, it apparently it was because of the screenwriter and i think that's unconfirmed but um that's like a rumor that's going around but
1: yeah well i mean it it takes place in Maine place i mean it, it doesn't it even does. really it matter, takes place in Maine but. So it doesn't matter. It's it's just, just watching... We were all 12 once. We all had friends at that time that we are probably not friends with them anymore. Um, so it's, you know, instantly... It's just a big sense of nostalgia and 50s and Stephen King and storytelling and camaraderie and coming of age and stuff that is very much in my wheelhouse. So I was glad to check it out again. All right,
2: One of the best leading casts, like come on like these kids just they
0: couldn't be played by anyone else and let's get into who that Hoyton. will Hoyton. 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 will 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 has he been in anything like i don't think he's been in anything else but whatever um, star trek but yeah no if, if, yeah, well, if you literally live under a rock and you've never heard of stand by me a little info about it, it came out in 1986 it's directed by robert reiner it has will Wheaton, river phoenix hoyle cory feldman jerry o'connell and Kiefer Sutherland, and in the plot, after the death of one of his friends, a writer recounts a, a childhood journey with his friends to find the body of a missing boy. I totally forgot that Richard Dreyfuss was in this and kind of narrating it. And when that happens, I got a little excited. Not gonna yeah. lie. Uh, yeah, he's in at the beginning yeah. and the end. <laughs> <Like> that's it. <laughs> and you just hear him every now and then. But I just think of the the the, the end with with the
1: Family Guy skit where it's like. Peter's like, These aren't my kids. Does it oh and okay. then he's like, right. just like starts hitting him with a towel or something and then he gets, I don't know, arrested. I forget, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> he runs out and starts like hitting them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these aren't my kids. <laughs> uh, oh, but it has a critical acclaim, eight point one on IMDB. It's rated the number two fifteen overall, ninety one percent on the Rotten Tomatoes, ninety four audience, Letterboxd four point one. So yeah, I mean everybody fucking loves it's this movie, and if you don't, we're gonna kill you. I mean, it's exactly. As that. Um, if you don't love basically. this movie, I'm already on the way to your place. <laughs> you Just don't want that, that to happen either. <laughs> I'll be dressed up. Am as I Bam allowed Bam. to have?
1: Am I allowed to have any nitpicks, or, or does this not. have to be full pos- full positivity throughout the entire episode, no matter what? We can't rip on anything.
2: Well, you better not, because there's not. Yeah, see, Spencer has his knife. Oh and I've got shit! Well, I have a
1: gun. gun. <laughs> My <laughs> not not the finger finger Fuck. oh shit bam, bam. um yeah of course you can, <laughs> know, we'll see what happens
0: qualms but uh you better be positive overall but yeah no uh let's get into it stand by me how was this rewatch john oh wow
1: um well not too bad spencer if i don't say so myself i got it on amazon prime for 3.99 rental um because for some reason i don't have the blu-ray it's one of those movies that you think i would have gotten for like Seven ninety seven in the Walmart bin, but I'm sure I picked it up, put it down 25 times over and never bought it. But I think that uh, this movie is still very nostalgic, still very, very much the same amount of enjoyability for this one. I love the characters, the camaraderie. Um, you know, it's just it's just such a classic story that unfortunately I've seen in Family Guy 15 to 20 times more than I've seen the actual film. Um, so there's every time like the pivotal scenes happen, like the train scene or the scene, the, yeah, another train and Joe gets ran, Joe gets crippled three times in one episode. It's like, or when they find the body, I'm, I just think of Meg and they're like, that's nasty. And then, (laughs) so it's, it's unfortunate because the same thing happened for Shawshank Redemption. I saw that, that skit many times before I saw the actual movie. So it's, it's my own doing, but you know, I can separate myself from that and I think that this movie is just there's so many incredible lessons to be taught. Um it's it's some of the dialogue is, is very fifties. Um just the way that the kids talk to each other is very silly where he's like bullshit, bull true. I'm like, calm down. It's no one talks like that. Maybe they did. I don't know. In Stephen King's mind, that's how they talked. Oh,
0: but yeah. it, it, like it can it be
1: stuff. Yeah, it, it can be a little silly um but i think in terms of child acting it's pretty damn good you know especially from uh damn why am i brody but shit grody sorry grody and uh gordy uh, gordy wow sorry i've only seen the movie twice Two days ago, <laughs> Gordy and and Chambers, I think it's just Chris. their relationship in this movie is Chris Chambers is is really phenomenal because they're such polar opposites. But at the age of twelve, it doesn't really matter. You're just they kind of just get each other, and uh, I just I think that's probably one of the better part of the movies, a better part of this movie, and uh, I noticed it a lot more this time around. Really like that.
2: It's just it seems almost too real. Like we were all. 12 and we ran out and did things and told our parents we were doing one thing, but we were out doing something else. Um, just having that sense of freedom as a kid. Um, and this was almost like, it almost felt like an Epic journey, like Homer's Odyssey and Iliad and type of thing. Like they went on this spiritual type journey just to find this body. And it all happened just because Vern was digging up pennies under the porch.
0: I thought of you during <laughs> that scene with uh, your Blu-rays. I was like, oh, that's probably Nate looking for his Blu-rays. Oh my God! Like, just like digging holes, to find his Blu-rays. just like <laughs> where are they? That would, a would be
1: the rec- <laughs> if we did an intro for this, like if it was a video, it be be Nate trying get, like, to find his, his Blu-rays, a hole, like,
0: under like, some like, crawl space. Do you want me to do that? Yeah. I'll
2: go to like a dirt <laughs> pit and just dig like a thousand holes and be like. <gasps> There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and just it's just pull my
1: out the coffee stand
0: by me. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a good one.
1: I love that. I love that.
2: Nothing will I'll never have Blu-rays like the ones I had when I was 12.
1: <laughs> I had no Blu-rays when I was 12. I had a DVD. I.
2: Spirited Yeah, away.
1: Might have had some VHSs at the time.
2: But this movie just has so many iconic lines, iconic characters and just these four together just stick together like glue and it's just they all have their own specific quirks and they all stand out in certain ways. Like Gordy's kind of the normal, quiet, loner. And then you've got Chris, the kind of rough and tough with a soft spot. Uh Teddy Duchamp, who's just a lunatic, but you love him anyway. And then just good old Chubby Vern. I love how use... for some reason norm
1: from cheers yeah what? hey gang no.
2: what are we uh beating somebody up <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but oh yeah. god we could do this whole episode and do just family guy things
1: literally because
2: um, I, I like there was so many times that i wanted to be like hey guys thanks for going back and get that wheelchair for me yeah old man pressman was angry and it just cuts to stewie going oh! <laughs>
1: Why was he such an asshole? That that is one thing. It's like, okay. They they're in your s your swamp. It's basically like Shrek in that moment yeah. <laughs> where they they're in his junkyard, but instead they're in you know not you know not the swamp. can't. Uh, they're, they're just passing through, but then he's like he he said some awful shit to him just because they're passing through his junkyard. It seems yeah. He also Ridiculous. knew
0: all of them. He's like, "Oh, I know your father, like your father. Like he's a piece of shit. He's a loony. And like that's where some of the dialogue yeah. comes in, where like it actually just makes me laugh out loud. Is when yeah, Corey Feldman just gets on the fence. He's like, "I'll rip off your head and shit down your throat." Yeah, <laughs> just like,
1: I love what? that. I love that fucking line. Like, holy
2: shit! <laughs> but he weird. does it yeah. not in like he he does it in a super serious way. But he does it because he genuinely cares about his father but just doesn't understand why he is the way he is so when he's like oh you damn loony son and you see his face just change where he's like what'd you just say and each each of these characters has their own reason for this journey it seems like right yeah
0: because gordy had like is dealing with the death of his older brother and those are some scenes that i completely forgot about too and i wish they maybe had some more because i love that john cusack was the older brother because he was Mm -hmm. the perfect fit like their relationship between each other like they could definitely you could definitely tell that they had a good bond and that is like one of the most tragic elements is because his parents just completely ignore him because they're just too you know caught up dealing with their own grief Mm -hmm. but like he had like he loved his brother like so much and so like he was really struggling with that and so like that whole journey and like him with the deer and stuff like that whole moment was pretty nice um Mm-hmm. It's
1: one of those uh movies where you really see like every almost every adult in this movie aside from is it his brother I guess which wouldn't quite an adult yet but is awful like really mean people like Ace and then the dad like every adult that you see in this movie is is really mean other than the guy who works at the uh Like the convenience store where he went and bought cheeseburgers for some reason, even though they were camping out. But even Um, he
2: was kind of standoffish towards him because he's like, oh, you were this guy's brother. Oh, are you good at football like him? Oh, what do you do? And he just goes, nothing. And it's like, well, there, you made this kid feel like shit. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It helps you see it from their perspective, though, and really get on their side because everyone else is pretty much against them other than. The four. Also, remember the waitress who's like,
2: Who's out here throwing cherry bombs out here? <laughs> <laughs> and he shoots bombs, the yeah. gun, and they both just go,
0: Jesus! It's so 50s. <laughs> and they just run out. Yeah. <laughs> Very uh, 50s. Yeah. So much who's so when they all bombs? pulled together the $2.37 uh, that they had. I mean, that's essentially 7 dollars well, I couldn't find my penny. But, <laughs> yeah. it's coming. I on, burr. Found my pennies yet. Fucking <laughs> burr. Uh, you
1: know, he lost his comb. I my comb.
2: Come on, Verno. <laughs> <sighs> what a
1: nerd. But he he got married to Rebecca Romain. Can you believe it? Yeah, doesn't that just piss you off? <laughs> so, sorry, we got a I heard I about that
2: on the internet. Doesn't that just piss you <laughs> yeah, off? look it up. <laughs> he died on the curb outside. Now we're left with a hair lip <laughs> reminder of what was meant to be, and it's just Walking Phoenix.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking so of Walking um, Phoenix, I mean, we've all seen... His career and what he did with it, and he's, I mean, arguably probably one of the best working actors we have today. Uh, and he's very selective with his roles. I mean, could you imagine the career that River Phoenix could have had if he didn't? OD? I mean, just Oscars galore. I mean, he was already nominated for one yeah. Oscar, it was like two years after this film. Uh, it was I forget the name of it, but uh, I love
1: him in the uh, the opening scene to was it, um, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones? Yep, last Crusade. is it Last Crusade? Oh, because yeah, he was he, young indie, right? Yep. It was like the first 20 he minutes. He was young or so. indie, yeah. and every time I'm like, "That's River Phoenix," because I've seen that movie. It's one of my favorite. That is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. It's Same. one of my favorite action adventure films. Yeah. You know, in general, and uh, you know, we we're so deprived of the amount of things he could have done, and Same with the I'm so pleasure. glad that we yeah. get him. Yeah, it, it, that's the thing is, there's so many gem. There's just very few gems of him out there, and Stand by Me. And that one opening scene in Indiana Jones is what we have, and I haven't seen anything else personally with him. So
2: you need to watch my own Private Idaho because it's River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves. Oh wow! That's our great okay, term.
1: I've heard of the I've heard of the movie. Oh, it's but, a great yeah, movie. Flims.
2: He's just kind of a lone wolf. He's older. He's, like, in his late teens in it. So, very different from this Chris Chambers. But, like, even
0: even in Stand By Me, in this performance, like, he was still... Like, that scene about the campfire when he was breaking down to Gordy, uh, like, that was, like that was coming from that real was my favorite. trauma from river <laughs> phoenix he, and apparently he really brought that uh, to the scene like rob renick came to him and was like i think you could do like a lot better like trying to think of some like a time when an adult really like let you down and like that was the take that's in the film
1: every kid in this movie kind of has their moment aside from maybe Vern, like he doesn't have any like insanely emotional moments i don't think
0: but he's also just kind of there for know. like the in a way, like a comedic he's relief. The, he's the fat and kid. Also, community, but just to be like that yeah. kind of. Everyone has that friend, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a oh, lot on, of people, dude. There's
1: so any everybody has a friend like that for sure. um And honestly, without Vern, we wouldn't have the story. He's really what propelled it into. Otherwise, they would just be reading Playboys in their well, treehouse. That's why you, you have know? Vern. Yeah, he's digging his there, pennies. There we go. Stupid. Vern is the catalyst for Stand by Me. Think about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody in this movie has, has their moment, as well as uh Gordy. One of my favorite moments is when they're just kind of walking on the train tracks and they're separated and he's talking to uh to, to Chris and Chris is like, you know, you're gonna be a writer someday, you're gonna separate from us, you're gonna do your own thing and be successful, this and that and he's like, No, 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 I'm not and um he's like, That's your dad talking and it's it's I think it's just such a pivotal scene because you know, he he's really trying to get over the grief of his brother. He doesn't really understand it yet. You know, he thinks that he has nothing going for him when in fact he he really does. Mm-hmm. So and, and Chris is the one that's able to kind of propel him into understanding that. That and then along with the the scene where Gordy helps Chris at the end when they find the body, and it's that's kind of the catalyst for him realizing that he's more than just being stuck in this town forever. You Don't know, you mean like Chris
2: got- helps Gordy at the end?
1: They they both help each other, I think. Well, because... like, one's at
2: the fire, and then the other one is, yeah, like, when yeah. they am kind of I'm kind of jumping
1: yeah. around here, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because cause Gordy ends up helping Chris later on, and then, you know, how he you know, goes on to be a lawyer or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, it some good lessons to be had, for sure.
2: And I think Vern did have, like, I know he didn't have a lot of big emotional ties, but I think one of them he did stand up for himself because Teddy was picking on him the whole time. Like, forget about the comb, stop doing this, no money, blah, 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 blah. And there's a point where Vern goes, that's it. And he tackles Teddy to the ground and like, starts punching him like, Oh, how do you like it? Oh, two for flinching two for flinching. Yeah. 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 And he just, he just, it's a small scene, but he just kind of lets it out and they all go swimming in the leeches. And this was just a journey of, Just these kids finding each other, but also just being with each other. Because these are the friends. These are the moments that you're going to remember even after they pass. And
1: Did you guys... You guys both lived in kind of a neighborhood, right? Where you would just kind of meet up with the same people when you were younger? 100%. At that age? Because I didn't. I didn't live in a neighborhood. I didn't really... Like, my mom had to drive me somewhere to hang out with someone at this age. Oh, I would so drive my bike really... over to other
0: people's houses and, yeah, spend the night or, yeah, just do that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, Spencer knows where my house was. It was not yeah, near everybody. In the middle That's of like, nowhere, yeah. Yeah, and that I always that, that always bothered me because when I finally, like, started hanging out with people and I saw where they lived, I was like, damn, like, I never kind of had that. And, I, first of all, like, I'm an only child to begin with, so I don't even have a brother or sister to have this these kind of, like, adventures with in the backyard or in the woods or whatever, so um that's not really something i had so well you have a cat i (laughs) i had a lot of dogs and my mom and stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's good but uh there's still (laughs) that same sense of nostalgia i mean just because you know that's just how how things were but because i had friends like that and then you kind of grow apart from like it's funny because like after let's say a summer goes by and then you go you go to school you're in middle school and then you You kind of just look at these people in the hall and it's you're not really close friends anymore. You know, it's kind of just how things are.
2: I guess I was I'm pretty thankful and I was very fortunate that even going into middle school and high school, I lived in such a small town that I had the same best friends going through high school. So thankfully, I didn't have to go through that. You get to middle school, and then when you get to high school, it's this huge world where you're going to meet new people and stuff. No, there was 31 people in my graduating class. Yeah, there's nowhere to hide for you. Like 150 (laughs) kids total in the school. Like, I knew everyone by name. So I was fortunate enough to not worry about that. Like, you guys know Dylan, who I've known my entire life. Yeah. And that's kinda how it was. Um
0: did you and Dylan ever go off and try to find a dead body? Did you guys ever have a stale No, that We, was we, a dead we body? went off
2: and created dead bodies. Oh ah, okay. no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um the oh. music in this movie is so good too. Like my favorites are when they do the lollipop song and uh when they're walking it's like every day it's a getting closer go-. it's just Mm -hmm. I hear that song and it just makes me tear up because it's just yeah these four friends going and it just all builds up to this epic scene on the train tracks. But I will say with the Blu-ray, the train, this effects don't look as good.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't hurt the film for me. No, it doesn't.
2: Because it's beside the point. Like, yeah because they do it in such a way and this was the 80s so they did the best that they could and realistically it looks amazing but just of course with high definition in an old movie isn't always the most pleasant thing. You can tell
0: the female but... stunt doubles just with like the short hair just jumped in yeah. <laughs> for some of the scenes. Yeah. But hey, you
1: know, can you? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't notice that. But I'm mainstream boy, so that's probably why I didn't mainstream notice.
0: Mainstream boy, yeah, you probably looked
2: and was like, "Oh, is Bumblebee yeah. over there?" Nope.
0: <laughs> the only thing I'd, was that Hayley Steinfeld. I, mean, I, I totally get why this is in the movie. I mean, you need this, like, kind of like opposing force in a movie, obviously. Um, but the whole like Kiefer Sutherland, uh, other the other kind of older group of kids. I don't know. Like I like the scene when they're driving down and hitting the mailboxes with baseball bats. That's very like kind of, you know, classic. That you when you see that kind of stuff happen. That whole storyline I wasn't loving because I just I I liked it when they were just with the kids and they were just going off and having their adventure. And then when they cut back to the 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 teenagers, they were just doing terrible shit.
1: He's the the one thing about the movie that kind of does bother me a little bit. And like you said, that you need to have some sort of antagonist. um, And that's exactly what he is. The only thing is um, movies like to kind of overdo bullying a little bit where bullies are just like way worse than I think they really are. You know what I mean? Where he's literally going to cut this kid. And like in the beginning, he steals Gordy's hat that his dead brother gave to him. I was like, for for what reason and who the fuck would do that? What would what would make you steal that just for a joke? And that may, like 50s, it's just like I don't art. care how shitty you are, yeah. that's pretty fucked up. To just be like, ah, fuck you, man. Just because you're little, I'm gonna
0: take your brother's hat. Bullies well, in the fifties are always like very exaggerated, <laughs> yeah. I think. I mean like back to the future and yeah. stuff like that, and uh you know Yeah, like Biff The Outsiders, stuff, yeah, you know, like exactly other type of yeah. stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's less of a nitpick and just more of an observation. Where it's like, I that's just kind of how bullies are in movies. And I just look at him like, eh, like that probably wouldn't happen. But like, whatever. That'll that it's fine. That all being
0: said though, I mean they <laughs> casted Kiefer Sutherland perfectly because he was a perfect kind of just like slithering snake throughout those scenes, um, mm-hmm. and and like I, I like I said, like I get why they had. Uh, those characters in the film, because you could finally use those characters to have Gordy with his like big moment, where he like shoots the gun up in the air and slowly like aims it down, and just, like, kind of stands stands up for himself and his friends. Um,
1: What's he say, Nate? What's his line?
0: Uh, kiss my fat one, you cheap dime store hood.
1: <laughs> so fifties.
2: But like, that's awesome. I kind of I kind of <laughs> like the villains, just because the only reason they're kind of tied in is because two of them or one of them was Vern's brother and they're the ones who originally found the body. So it's kind of who gets there first, like who's going to find this. Yeah. But
0: there was, they they were stealing a car. Just remind me, they they were stealing a car near where the kid got hit and they saw the body, but decided not to tell anybody because they thought somebody was going to report the car. Being stolen, or but... the
2: car broke down, or something. But it seemed like they, they were in the middle of the it.
0: woods, or something, like on train tracks. Maybe it was like wow, they were worried they were about getting in there. trouble for something else. And yeah, then they I probably thought they would get tied in
2: with that. So if they could find it and dispose of it, it would kind of clear them. Yeah, I didn't think and about it the kids. Much. If they find it, they'll be famous. They'll be in the newspaper and stuff like this. So there was just different motives for finding it. But Keith or Sutherland's just awesome the way. He's walking up to Chris and he's just like, well, then you're going to have to kill me, Ace. And he's like, and he flips the blade and all he says is, you're dead. And he's just, he's walking towards him. He's like, they're not going to take him. They're not going to take him. And you just see Chris just stand up. He's like, nope, I will die here. I will protect my friend. Like, this is not going down. And then Gordy's balls just hit the ground and just... Mm -hmm boom and Let's go i'll more. shoot you Ace. what did
1: you just say cordy's ball just hit the ground
0: <laughs> yeah and six at midnight
2: <laughs> boom he's like oh you're gonna shoot all of us and he's like no ace just you come on kid you couldn't even shoot a woodchuck and just the way he mocks him and he makes him feel so small but not he doesn't even really need the gun to just feel strong like it helps because he's stopping that situation but right there he just realized like you're just gonna stand up for yourself and this is what chris was yeah. telling him all along was like you stand yeah. up for yourself people are gonna respect you what
1: a 50s animal to to compare to him could not even shoot a woodchuck yeah. not like a squirrel or like a bird a yeah. woodchuck specifically a woodchuck but one of the, one of my favorite scenes is actually happening behind you right now, Nate, where uh Gordy's <laughs> story about Lardass.
2: Lardass. Which I Lardass. totally forgot
1: about. I, I just think it just shows his storytelling techniques, or maybe really just Stephen King's storytelling techniques, to come up with these kind of hilarious stories that are so relatable, um, and over the top. And it's it's just like it's one of the few separations you get from the actual movie where I really like the flashbacks with uh, with Gordy's brother and then when he's talking about this it's just so it, it's so out there for the rest of the film but it's so enjoyable.
2: He's so creative like this yeah. shows the type of writer he can be because if he can come up with this
1: and yeah, he comes exactly. up with
2: specific characters, the reason behind these characters and what they do like remember the it was like the triple A the agnostic admission of antelopes or something weird just like these stupid little things the details it's, of the it's story, so detailed yeah, yeah. yeah like sure. I, I remember yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Re- uh listening to the audiobook of it and just like it, he would go on these like tangents describing like a desk chair and stuff i'm like what the fuck are you saying but like he's like it's like yeah. literally like three minutes of <laughs> exactly. him just talking about this like specific like detail to some like shelf i'm like o- okay dude <laughs> like thank you that's what
1: separates the writers and that it's uh but no and i think that that sorry that, oh, that sorry. scene
0: in particular yeah with uh, the the pie eating contest um i've always like kind of like, that scene is like popped up in my head like what's that from like i remember that scene but like what's it from because yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. different from stand by me and so when it comes yeah, on like i remember exactly. it, like, oh my god that's right this is the film that this is involved because it, it is so dance. over the top and kind of cartooning and mean, even when like they were puking you could definitely tell just like the hose was attached like right yeah. next to the actor's cheeks because like the the pressure For just sure. like the fizzles out like towards the end it's like oh god this is so, just so stupid but just... it's a funny scene <laughs> and it's it's kind of like much needed in a movie that kind of deals with some kind of heavier subjects with these kids going through a lot of trauma but um, yeah it's just like a nice moment of just them all sitting around laughing and having a smoke after dinner and and it's
1: able it and it's proving that okay yeah gordy does have some serious talent exactly where uh you know then that's that's all i needed to see i'm like okay yeah he he is going to grow up and be a great writer and he technically wrote this story behind the scenes so yeah
2: but rob reiner does a fantastic job at he lulls you into this sense of just calm with Gordy telling this story. And then it has those cool shots where it shows each one of them. And they're talking about who would win Superman or mighty mouse. Um, your, yeah. <laughs> your favorite food is Pez cherry flavored Pez. No doubt about it. Um, that's a good and it goes that on from, the
0: poster too. <laughs>
2: yeah. And he just, it goes from that. And then it's Chris on guard, and him and Gordy, they just have that talk about Chris stealing the milk money. And he asks Chris, did you do it? And Chris goes, of course I did it. But then he goes, maybe I went to return it. And then he started kind of unfolding the possible corruption in the school. Like, the mo- he, he turned the money in. He got a two-week vacation. And the teacher was driving a new car. Or she had a new sweater. So he's like, "Come on, what I did is nothing compared to what she's doing, and will continue to do." And because of that, he has a bad rep. And
1: just... they really touched on the like kind of the pre-existing notions that the adults have, just based on what family you're a part of. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're a Chambers kid. Like this is how you are. Yeah. Like, and then you know, and then we're able to dive in and, and kind of see the true nature of how he is, like where his heart is at. And that that scene is really what. And like you said before, probably the best or one of the most eye-opening scenes in the film is where you just see how how good this kid actually is and that he doesn't deserve the rep that he's been given.
2: John, you might not have because you didn't have any siblings. And, well, Spencer probably didn't either because didn't you and your sister, you went to different high schools?
1: Yep. Oh, they did. Yeah.
2: I went to the same high school that both of my brothers, my sister, my cousins, they went to. So mm-hmm. I had that feeling like where I could walk into class and they're like, oh, you're so-and-so's brother. Okay, well, I'm expecting this from you. Yeah. With, with Chris, oh, your brothers are screw-ups? Guess what? He's already going to be. And this is the 50s, so people are less, I would say, maybe a little less open-minded than now. Their minds are made up. And they're set in their ways, and nothing can change it no matter what you do. Um. But just Chris is like one of the best characters that a child portrays, I think, ever. Just because on the surface, he's just, he's this tough, goofy kid. He picks on his friends, but he it, does it in a loving way.
0: Yeah, he cares about them. He's
2: genuinely got a heart underneath that's probably bigger than all of theirs. And he just, yeah he's stuck. Yeah, He's one of those kids that's stuck, but this movie gave him the opportunity to kind of... Not be stuck anymore, which, but it leads to something awful. He's forced oh,
1: he's to awesome. live within the narrative that his family's created for him, but he's he's trying so hard to be kind of just the light of this friend group, just mm-hmm. just keeping everybody together, you know. in every moment isn't is he the one that pulls? Uh, he saves him Teddy. off the track. Yes. he saves Teddy. So yeah, he, he's literally keeping everyone together. Like he is, he's the rock of this entire friend group when he technically shouldn't be. Based on how everybody thinks of him, you know.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious where we kind of all stand on Stand By Me. Um, two out of five. Two out of five. Um, <laughs> two out of five yeah, times. Movie, 30. Holy sucks. Uh, ass. But yeah, no, John. Uh, yeah, what's your what's your grade on Stand By Me?
1: I remember the first time I saw this movie, just being absolutely blown away, taken back because it's. Uh, I feel like that happens with a lot of movies that you guys show me for the first time, like The Sixth Sense or signs of the lambs or stand by me these movies that i hadn't seen for just i don't know no one ever showed them to me my parents weren't huge movie people so i never really got into them but um this is one of those movies that is just instantly relatable instantly nostalgic you can't help but love it it's a quick watch there's so much that happens in such a short amount of time it's a it's a slice of life of these kids going on an adventure um there's so many things that are working in this movie's favor for me and I think it it's rewatchability is second to none. Like you can sit there and watch this movie literally in the same night. Like I, I after <laughs> having this conversation, I would go watch this again right now. Like it, there's just, I might <laughs> to be yeah. No, it, it's, it's such a simple, but yet so illuminating story of, of coming to age, childhood struggles and just family issues. There's just so much happening here. Um, It, it really is a phenomenal movie um and and again the child acting is really good like there's a few moments where i i think the dialogue works against them but again it's like the 50s so it kind of is just like that's i'm just trying to i guess come up with nitpicks but because it it bothered me a little bit but again like it's 2022 it's fine i'm i'm over it oh, yeah. it's a <laughs> i still to want understand. to go watch the movie again right now yeah um and there is a few there's a few scenes that don't stand the test of time um but other than that you know it's 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 a great great movie that I would recommend to anybody. So, Mm.
2: you know you want to, just do it, just do it. It's there,
1: it's an option.
2: (laughs) I don't want to be. What if?
1: Mm. All right, five out of five.
2: Mm. And Nathan persuades. (laughs) (laughs) Five out of five. Yeah. Oh, and there goes Spencer's pen. Um,
0: (laughs) shit. Yeah, I literally would echo every single point that you just made. <clears throat> just the fact that the rewatchability of this movie is just amazing because yeah, you could watch this movie anytime and connect to the themes, like what's going on with the kids. You just, it just kind of makes you remember what you were like back in, in your childhood. Hopefully it was a ple- a pleasant childhood. Hopefully it wasn't filled with trauma like these kids, but um and just the cast yeah. is is amazing. Everyone works so well with their characters that they're playing. And the writing is incredible. The directing is great. Rob Reiner nailed it. So much so that Stephen King said that this is his favorite adaptation of any of his uh, work. Um, and he it's actually impressive. basically said for Misery, he's like, I will only let somebody, I will only let Rob Reiner make Misery. Like, <laughs> it's the only director I'm going to let make this movie. And he loved Misery as well. And that's uh, amazing
2: movie as well. Yeah. It's a Blu-ray right over there. So I think this is a timeless <laughs> classic.
0: Um, I in a way, kind of regret giving away the Blu-ray because I almost went and picked it up again on both <laughs> I was just like, I gotta get this movie again. Uh, if you
2: want, Spencer, I will tell you what.
0: I'll rebuy it. When, I get, when I
2: get... I know, but listen, when <laughs> I get a 4K, I'm getting this on 4K because it's got that's a insane. cool cover on the front. Is it on 4K? Um, What's yeah. all... Next time what we see fuck, each other, I let's looked. all just... Damn it! I should have looked at the 4K. I I think it's the 4K ones only like... I think it's one of the only ones that might be, like, 1997 or something like that. And it's one of those cool 4Ks that hasn't, like, one of the old posters is the cover. And it's, like, them walking along the river and stuff like that. It's really cool.
1: Let's see if it's on Amazon looking right now. Oh, 4K. Oh, yeah, yeah. 1889. I mean, whatever. It's not
0: bad. Shit.
2: Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no, that's a deal. Because especially if it comes with the Blu-ray as well, like, there's two for one right there. It does. But,
0: yep. If I didn't um, already say yeah, 5 out of 5. This movie's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a great movie.
2: I'm yeah, this is a 5 out of 5. I'm probably going to yeah. get like go outside and then watch this afterwards. Um
1: Watch it outside. Bring a projector, project it on the side of your house. This would be an amazing
2: movie to project and watch outside. Like this That'd would be
1: awesome. Have a campfire and like a barbecue and then oh my fucking
2: Have a revolver and just shoot it in the air. Just yeah. Boom, boom, fuck boom. it. But Yeah, no, this movie's incredible. I find, like, hardly any flaws with it. Like I said, the train thing, but that just comes with an older movie with new transfers. I can forget about that. Like, this movie's amazing. I think it's a masterpiece. Might be, I would say, in my top three favorite Stephen King adaptations. Ooh,
1: actually. Behind Shawshank and and Green Mile?
2: Ooh, this is definitely okay. It's in, the top, top, this is definitely top it's in the top ten. It's definitely my top
0: ten. It's in the top ten. I feel like there really is I've only l- like five great Stephen King movies.
2: Well, you got Shawshank, Green Mile, Misery, Stand by Me, Stand by Me, It, It,
1: Pet Cemetery,
2: Carrie, I, Pet Cemetery. I don't love
0: Pet Cemetery, but it's good.
2: Um, Gerald's Fever Game. Pitch.
0: These aren't top five for me. The Shining. Oh, that's in top five. <laughs> carry so, carry
2: but either way it's not a horror yeah. movie so you can kind of separate it from some of the other ones as far as like his real world just dramas i think
0: yeah this is he's three right for three, three for incredible Miles dramas yeah with Shasha exactly. and green mile and standby may just three like amazing character driven dramas um
2: mm-hmm. yeah and then of course maximum
0: overdrive
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where yeah. I think um, like the director of photography but, lost an uh, eye oh, and shit. all that stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah. It was the fifties.
2: Actually it was the late eighties, but Oh, well, it was the fifty. <laughs> Keep making that excuse for everything. But either way, stand by me will just always oh, stand the test of time. I know when if I when I grow up and have kids, I will show them this around this age and be like, Look, this is why I don't want you inside all the time. Like I want you to just go out and find a dead body. Like go experience the world
1: yeah and if sure. they don't do that then make them the dead body you know and and make them an example to everyone else all the other kids out there on their fucking ipads I'll playing Roblox.
2: Them. i'll follow them as ace yeah literally go. have the
1: same haircut everything <laughs> you should cosplay you should, i feel like you could easily cosplay ace and go to like san diego comic-con
2: i'll do it i'm down
1: right now i'll get a <laughs> so snake totally tattoo and everything yeah oh yeah i'm in you could yeah i'm totally in Totally key for Southern vibes. You'd have to get rid of the beard. Does he have it? any any facial hair in the movie?
2: He's got like scruff.
1: Okay, yeah,
2: yeah. I can
1: pull that. it off. Yeah,
2: cool. Stand what? by me. Go watch yeah. it. If you haven't watched it, you're dead to me, and I'm probably on my way to your house.
1: Yep, we have all your address. If you follow us on Instagram, we have your address. That's how that works.
2: We're not going to tell you how, but we do. Yeah. Social
1: security <laughs> number. We have literally all your information. My you audio has been
0: cutting out for the last five minutes. So I, don't, I don't really know what, what you guys have been talking about, but I, I got back. And I'm just like, if yeah, you follow us on Instagram, we have your address. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what That's the how fuck? that works. Holy shit. Yeah, Spencer,
2: we'll let you listen back, and we'll, you, uh, I'll hear, you'll hear it back when I said.
0: edit
1: it. It's fine. <laughs> um, you be hearing it for the first time.
0: Anyway, it might cut out again. But
2: uh, John, they can't see this.
1: Oh, yeah, this is an audio-only podcast. I But Did you... I didn't want to actually take... This is Spencer's Thunder, so I'm going to let him introduce what we're talking uh, about. The movie's
2: called
0: Jake Gyllenhaal Shirtless. Um,
1: oh, I love that movie.
0: Well, yeah, so next week we're <laughs> back to to Mainstream Boy. Uh, he decided to pick two adventure films uh, for the poll, as you guys probably saw. It was in the heart of the sea in Everest. Everest was the winner, so we are going to be watching Everest Came out in 2015. I haven't seen this movie. I know you guys went and saw it in theaters. Uh, I still have yet to even watch it, so uh, this will be a first time watch for me. Um, but yeah, come back next week for a discussion on Everest. Follow us at this Movie Dudes on Instagram. Toodles.
1: Toodles. See you then.